Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. This is the season finale um, of of the season. So season three has kind of been a long one, um, which is weird. <laughs> it kind of carried over for two years, but we're winding it down. We're going to have something super special in the new year for the new season. I say we, but it's really just me. <laughs> Are you kidding? Um, so I want to say thanks to everyone that's listened and stuck with us and helped the show to grow. I want to say thanks to Podbelly and the Podbelly Network. Check them out at podbelly.com with other amazing other amazing podcasts. It's a great network to be a part of a great bunch of podcasts from anything that you want to listen to, whether it's scripted, whether it's true crime, whether it's paranormal, whether it's just adventures in life, whether it's positive daily affirmations, anything you could possibly want. Um, there's Art and Jacob, Do America, and I had both Art and Jacob on the show. It's Changing Hearts and Minds, Ectoplasm, Just the Worst, Life Bites with Brian and Derek. Had Derek and Brian both on the show. Um, Nerds on Topic, Project Reclamation. I had Tim from Project Reclamation on the show as well. Podcasts we listen to, so many, many others. So I would say head on over to podbelly.com, check them out. Great place to find all your podcasts. This episode is going to be, I guess, just sort of a little bit different. It's not really uh, an exact topic <laughs> per se. It's kind of a little bit of stories with with uh, one of my friends. So we're going to get right into my conversation with him. I have a special guest on today, the infamous Brian Ross from Life Bites Podcast. <laughs> or <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I'm on Twitch too, and uh, we're streaming on Twitch. But there, I'm known as Charlie Coleslaw on Twitch. Well, I don't know why I have so many monikers. <laughs> I just do. Well, it's like but, that because I have like cherry cyanide. Well, that's kind of like consolidated most places. I kind of consolidated. Yeah. That. <laughs> but it was yeah. a lot all over because Logie Gloss is like you know another tag that I use or name and stuff. So. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> So yeah, like I guess it came up because I wanted to have you back on, and you're on for my season finale. Yeah, so. I I'm, I'm strangely <laughs> not flaky when it comes to like big big events. I guess <laughs> I uh, it's been like I try six my, months. You know, I don't know what where this flakiness came from. I'm not I'm like the most punctual and like on point person, but I don't know what happened the last couple of years. It just things fell apart, <laughs> but uh, things are better now. So, um, and the office is is so comfy. It's my little. My son calls it the wolves' den. <laughs> nice, it's fantastic. But I'm just happy right now to be using my podcast mic because I never use it. I should start. I should use it for streaming. To be honest, because it's like we, me, and Derek put a lot of money into this, <laughs> and I'm using like <laughs> using like the the mic off my <laughs> when I do streaming. I'm using the mic off my laptop, and I'm like seriously got literally not even a half a foot away from my face. I have like a <laughs> professional quality audio recording equipment and i'm like no just so like i'm always afraid to to do anything because there's always a technical issue so but this seems to be working so this is good yeah it seems to be going good are you seeing the stream at all no i was gonna try and have it on both and then i didn't want to like try and like overtax my laptop and stream a whole bunch of stuff well you you should you should download the uh twitch app on your phone just to see if it's coming through that way it has it doesn't affect your uh, hardware at all that you're using that's true i thought i had twitch on here but it I doesn't matter at one also point. <laughs> you can this will be on my twitch this whole uh show that we're doing right now so um yeah uh so you can actually go back and download this if you wanted to if you need any audio or 
or you just want the video yeah so we should say that like as i'm recording this and it's being on the podcast they can it's being live streamed on your twitch channel so they can check that out and that's charlie coleslaw charlie coleslaw there you go (laughs) streamer retro streamer extraordinaire (laughs) so not really extraordinaire i just started but i'm trying to do a lot of fun things it's uh it's been a really it's been a really fun new hobby i am I enjoy it because, um, as everybody who knows me personally knows, that I have like an amazing passion for retro games. Yeah. You know, I, I, <laughs> when I was a kid, yeah, I grew up very poor, and I, you know, lived in just poverty most of my life. When my parents were, they were, they were awesome, and they made sure to like. I didn't even know I was poor. It's how good of a job my parents did. <laughs> I had no clue how poor I was until I was older. Like, but they actually went out of their way as a kid. You know, when I was a kid, to uh. To make my like poverty esque um, situation, I, I'm not giving them enough credit there. I wouldn't say it was poverty. It started <laughs> off poverty and then it, it just became super low class. But um, they always went out of their way to find me game systems, and then I really like that was like my escape as a kid. Um, I grew up in a in a, a city called Oildale, California, and if you uh, you go on Urban Dictionary and look up Oildale, um, you'll get an ex- that's spot on. <laughs> it's not even it's not even satire. That's really how that place was. And what's even funnier is in that Urban Dictionary description of Oildale, California, it talks about the street that I grew up on. <laughs> it said it said the worst street being Beardsley Street, known as the heart of the of a crime organization and drug trades, high amount of pedophiles and Nazis. And I'm like, yeah, that's right, that's true. <laughs> that's the street I grew up on. Like, wow wasn't even like trying to be a hard thing it was just like i didn't even realize my mom like was the manager of beardsley street market and so it uh i didn't even realize how rough it was because my parents were just like, so good at protecting me and um but kind of went on a tangent there i uh <laughs> they got me like a nintendo they like would trade stuff and got me like a used nintendo and it was like my first system that and a commodore and then they you know for christmas they got sega and they just kept going and that was always like big outlet of creativity for me and as I got older I started collecting them and, and then a lot of my friends know I have this massive collection of NES games and uh, I was recently talking to uh, by recently I mean like last year I was talking to my friend David Bond and David Bond is um, I've known him for a while I knew him before he became David Bond and he's definitely like he's come a long way I mean, he has a gigantic following and he like makes great money off what he does um, it's questionable. Some people, <laughs> I, you know who David Bond is, right? No, I don't. Oh man. Well, he we had a, we had an episode on, on on our show on Life Bites where we interviewed him. It was like two part, and um, he pretty much just travels the world and and he has a. You should just check out his YouTube channel if it's still up. But um, yeah, he's got like he's got like a million followers. Like he's 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 no joke, I guess, when it comes to all that. But oh nice. I was talking to him recently and and. Um, he was telling me he's like he's like I love I love everything you do I love I love the show with you and Derek and, uh, and he's like but you always seem like you get obsessed with something and then you like stop caring about it and <laughs> or or like you lose the uh, the steam he's like why have you never incorporated your hobby into your hobby and I was like what do you mean he's like why don't you do anything with your retro collection like you you have a, a dying passion for retro games that's just has been always there and you always attend all these like retro game expo things and you collect and you show it off he's like how, how come you're not like incorporating that into 
like what you're doing now with media and i was like that's a good fucking question dude yeah. <laughs> so so i kind of played around with uh, the twitch thing and then i i met all, it's so funny i met all these people who were just like me and then i realized what why twitch is cool twitch is cool because it's an outlet for people who are like-minded and like have similar interests outside of fucking minecraft and goddamn uh fortnite yeah i met a bunch of people who were like play nes games and speed run them and i realized that we're all the same age we all have like the same amount of children the children are the same ages and then i realized like oh fuck this is the demographic like this is like crazy so for a while i just wanted to um i wanted to be um a big podcaster right i wanted like the world because brent van tassel is a close friend of mine and, and i grew up I wouldn't say I grew up with him, but I, um, you know, I met him in my early, early twenties. He was my boss at Best Buy, and then we just forged this really close friendship. And then I, I sat back and watched Sofa King podcasts explode in front of my very eyes, and and I was like, oh, I want that, you know. <laughs> but what what ended up happening was I was kind of like chasing something that I wasn't all in on. Like I enjoyed making the content, and I always had this library of horror themed things or like weird things on the internet I knew about. And then I met Derek in, in college, and then Derek's the most down person you'll ever meet. He's just like <laughs> he's got the best work ethic of anybody I know, and 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 he really he really helped to like make that show amazing. And um, but I think what ended up happening was, and by the way, I it's, it's, it's so it's so awful. I haven't spoke to Derek in three weeks, and we were supposed to release a new episode, and and like. I think I think I've run the well dry on Derek's patience, but um, <laughs> but I'm also here on your show to, to yeah. announce that I'm actually retiring from podcasting. Oh yeah, and I'm I'll, just gonna stream. I have to, ex- <laughs> I have to explain all that backstory right now. Why um, I'm officially retiring um, because I feel like it's unfair to Derek and it's unfair to um, the Emersons who are uh, making a show called uh, "It's Getting Weird" that that uh my involvement or or that my own uh values or my own um shortcomings right now with like my but being trying to set schedules and do things and just kind of being half there emotionally and half there with my heart and then i realized that like life bites kind of ran its course like we have a one more episode releasing it's already been recorded it was supposed to be released two weeks ago but um i i, I realized that the reason for all these problems is that I just lost the passion for podcasting. It just didn't feel, it went from being something that I lived for to kind of feeling like a chore. And that's nobody's fault, but mine. I also feel like I, I I also ran out of material. I said everything I possibly knew and found on the internet. You reached the end of the internet. (laughs) Yeah. I reached the end of the internet. I found, I mean, everything I ever wanted to talk about or share that was weird, creepy, or just hilarious and underground. I feel like at this point when I'm looking up content, I'm really scraping the barrel on my end because I've just completely ran out. And um, not to say that the last episode isn't isn't not good, but it's definitely like uh, it's definitely uh, like things are becoming more true crime. And uh, yeah. when things are when I start falling into that instead of what we were initially were doing, I realize that I, we're just be I'm making this show. I'm throwing it into the sea of a million true crime podcasts. And that really yeah. is not what it was. That wasn't the initial idea. But what I was going to do today on your show, since you're uh, having me on, was 
we had an episode planned after that one that I don't, we're obviously not going to do because I haven't spoke to Derek. <laughs> but um, but I'm just going to explain it here, like what it is, because it's something I think is like incredible, creepy. Nobody knows about. Hundred sure. percent, no, nobody knows about this. And and um, I'll save that for whenever you're ready. But uh, I thought yeah. I'd give a little backstory and make the announcement that I'm just gonna I'm just gonna have to retire from podcasting because I'm I feel bad that I'm putting Derek through this and he's been so polite and he's put up with all of my shit <laughs> for so many years and it's just gotten worse and worse on my end and he's, <laughs> and he's continued to be like just stay very strong on all of it and I want him to continue that because he definitely has it in him to um, to make this content and make it awesome I think I would like to just be in the background and like provide topics and maybe just be like a, a, a if if they'll let me, I kind of want to just like let Life Bites have its series finale, and then I want to be like a like a content or or somebody like that helps uh, research stuff for the um, it's getting weird podcast because I feel like right now they are they were inspired by our show mm-hmm. and and they actually were like hosting when in my absence of the craziness of everything I went through in the last two years, which was fucking crazy. Um, and I want to like, I want to extend my, um, my help as far as topics are concerned. I would like to give them topics of discussion because I just don't have the, it's not that I don't have the time. I just don't have like the bandwidth in my heart to give, <laughs> yeah. to give life fights the attention it, it got two years ago. Well, it, and it's hard to, you can't force that either. I can't, especially when like, I'm really finding this newfound love in Twitch and if, if and the advice I give everybody is like don't spread yourself out, mm-hmm. like focus on one thing and go all in. And I would be hypocritical to uh, to try to to continue life bites and make Derek always wonder if we're really going to record an episode, if I'm really going to edit it, if we're really going to do it on this date, or if we're going to if we are or aren't going to have problems. And you know, I love the guy. The guy is like God. He's just one of the best people you can have on your team. You know, he, he shows up every time. And he's he puts the work in. And so he deserves better. That's really what it is. Have he deserves better. you told better. him that you're retiring? No. He's <laughs> going to watch this and, and hear it. But in true Brian Ross fashion, I'm just going to do something ridiculous and just have him find out this way. But <laughs> I love the guy. And I, I, I want to help. And I think that um, I really think that, that really the route to go is for him to put his effort in either a new project or or like join the forces with the, the Emersons on the uh, It's Getting Weird podcast because they have that fire. All three of them have that fire. Like yeah. My fire dimmed, and uh, there's nothing I can do about it. I just feel like I can't find content. I can't find the energy. Um, I find myself full of excuses, and then I'm finding that all of, all of that stuff that I have a discrepancy of is now like being put into Twitch and, and, and this... Um, you know, like the retro gaming and, and NES and Sega and everything. And, and so I, I can't, I can't spare myself out too thin. I do want to help them though. If they want my help, I think the best I can do and not, and not like, and fulfill uh, a promise I'll make to them is I can definitely provide them a content because I'm always looking up weird, scary shit. Yeah. So sorry to uh, man, <laughs> like strong arm your season, <laughs> your season finale with, all this sadness. And I'm but... quitting my job. <laughs> I'm quitting mm. podcasting. No, I'm, I'm just moving like, on to. I'm I keep, just moving on to another medium. I keep thinking about like trying to find a co-host again. 
You got to find somebody like Derek who's just well, fucking down. That's it's what so I'm hard. thinking now. <laughs> be like, <laughs> I, be down. I hear you need a co-host, Derek. <laughs> you know, we used to record in the same room. And then we started doing it remotely, and it actually was working really well. Finally, you know, like when I moved back to them, we were in the same city. But um, the man can the man can get it done. Well, he's been on my show. Yeah, and he's he he shows up, you know, and I just want to make sure that he's a uh, he continues that because he he can be very successful in this if he. I think I consider him just successful at it. Um, so I don't want to be any kind of like road bump in that success for him. Especially if I want to, I want to uh, experience new outlets, new new media outlets like uh, Twitch. And the thing is, I realize I'm I'm not doing the Twitch thing for um, for fame or for like anything. I'm realizing that like this is something I like to do in my free time. Like I like to play my games. I like to try to like break records. Yeah. Like why not stream it? Yeah. And that exactly. was kind of the whole thing. That's the whole thing. David Bond told me. He's like, just stop making it like a um, and and now like how I don't have to worry about content. <laughs> like. I, I already, I already know what I'm going for. Yeah, well, you don't have hopefully... to, like, research and do all this other stuff. You just play games. <laughs> yeah. Well, the only research you have to do is see who's the world champion in a speed run and then try to beat it. And um, and to me, I feel like that's just that's just where – that's that's a good medium for me because it's easy to do as a dad. I have two young kids, and at any time, anything you plan can be disrupted by them. Yeah. And it's uh, – <laughs> so that's kind of my uh, – this works – like this, this, this outlet works. This is, this is totally working. So I, uh, that's that. So we can move on. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm at a point like with it being near the end of the year and trying to figure out what I want to do next year. And my problem is I keep coming up with too many good topics for podcasts <laughs> and you know that I end up like having a lot of podcasts and I'm kind of in that point again where like, I have an idea for the next season of podcast which could be its own podcast but i think i'm just going to do it as a, the oh next boy. season of podcast and see how it goes before i attempt doing start another, another one. yeah start another pod come on yeah. Andy, you can't you can't do that to yourself i just make i realized that i was it. unable to even do one podcast when i had my second kid and i didn't realize that till recently was that you know when i when we were doing the first like year of life bites you know i just had my son and I think when my daughter came into view, it, it became like <laughs> exceedingly difficult to do anything yeah. on your free time. And it was like kind of like causing a little bit of a stressful environment. But, you know, to be honest, like if I was in your shoes, I can't tell you not to go all in on everything. Because if I had, you know, I, I love my kids and uh, me being a dad, I think is the greatest achievement of my life. But um, if I if I was back to Brian, I called the, the pre-Roman era. <laughs> if I was uh, if I was back to that guy. I'd have probably like seven podcasts. I'd be I'd be ridiculous. So I'm not gonna knock you for wanting to do that. Well, the problem is ADD, right? Where I just keep coming up with ideas for things. <laughs> I have a lot. Well, of that's good, all of us, though. Good ideas. Uh, content for them. creators. Yeah, you gotta have ADD. So. so that's where I'm kind of just trying to figure out what I want to do next year. And I think that like with this doing this, the season finale, it gives me like you know time over the holidays to figure out what I'm gonna do for the next season of Pi. What I want to do for Little Geek Lost and with all that stuff i want to get back to making youtube videos because i was doing science ones that might be something for twitch you know so. well, I, i'm kind of surprised you're not utilizing twitch at least when you record your podcast because y you have the footage there to use for videos yeah if you want to you know and then like you you like to you're, you're like a, a really talented horror makeup artist at least for yourself you know like you you do a really good job you, you, and you go really really deep into making 
these versions of of, of, of uh, slashers and and horror story characters with you know with 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 what you you with how you look and I think like how how cool would it be if you did your show on Twitch like you're recording it for you know your RSS feed but like every time you put on like you don different makeup I thought about that um, and people yeah. on here would would just love to see that live or not you do it live but like or not you like do the makeup yeah. live I mean but like like. I think they would bring in another stream of viewers and viewerships because ever as everybody knows, women get followers a lot fucking <laughs> faster than dudes do in Twitch. It so. just takes a low cut shirt. There you go. <laughs> yeah, seriously though. It does not it's like insane. One of my friends is streaming uh well, this is a long time ago. This isn't a recent story, but one of my friends was streaming and they were able to get like a hundred followers in one month and it was because they were a woman. And I am at like thirty and <laughs> And I've had my my stream my Twitch stream longer, so I'm just like, it's just it's okay. It's a, it's a double standard, a double standard, a double <laughs> standard that's that's well warranted at least yeah. as far as like building your brand or wanting to get your uh, show out there. I don't see why you shouldn't do that if you can. Well, I, yeah, I it know. might be something to think about too next year if I'm you know when I start the new season and then maybe do on Twitch at the same time and kind of. Really do like a push for it all, I guess. Well, yeah, as long as your hardware is good. If you if you were really considering it, I will 100% help you with any questions you have about setting up a stream. Because I had the trial and error of this really bad <laughs> to get to even get to like streaming. And by the way, I'm like, I stream everything off of this laptop that I found. <laughs> <laughs> you so, found a laptop? In Brooklyn, yeah. Um, I found it in a, um, uh, this, this company that was next door to our company was like moving to San Francisco. And so they were like, tell they came over and like, Hey, if you guys want anything in our office, do you come and take it? Cause we got to clear this out by tomorrow. And I went through there and I just found this, I swear to God, they had a closet. It was just piles of laptops <laughs> and I'm like looking through it and I found this one and, uh, yeah, I just took it home and I like put a new hard drive in it and reinstalled. And so this is what I use for everything. So, it's not. It's not very powerful. Is what I'm saying. Is like this is this is something you can do with um with hardware. It's not gonna go crazy. And to make it even cooler is that um it records everything. So you might be able to strip the audio directly out of out of your your Twitch stream instead of having to record it separately on like Audition or um, Audacity. Yeah, that's a good so, point. Yeah, you kind of you kind of just condense all of it to one thing, and then you can pull video out of it. You can pull audio out of it. Uh, it's just, I recommend that. Yeah, Should have been doing this a long time ago. Definitely a good idea to think about next year, for me anyways. Yeah. You have a lot of, like, costumes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I have, <laughs> uh, I have, like, one of those old, like, steamer trunk things, and it's just, like, where I keep all my costumes. <laughs> Is that a Canadian thing? What's a steamer trunk? Well, it's, like, it looks like a, <laughs> like a train, like an old train trunk with, like, like a big blue one with, like, metal clasps on it. That sounds freaking awesome. I need one of those in the background <laughs> over here. Yeah, old school so, stuff. <laughs> cool. So, um, yeah, let's get into some uh, let's get into some fucking scary shit. Well, this is, that's my that's my bread and butter. But I also wanted to talk about <laughs> doing acid. <laughs> doing acid. That's right. You have an acid story to share, right? Yeah, because I I listened to your episode of Life Bites where you talked about your first time taking acid, and like how you're yeah. making crazy playlists. <laughs> yeah that's 
<laughs> I, I honestly feel like that was the best case scenario for doing acid for the first mine, time. It could, mine could been wasn't worse. too bad. So I was 14. Um, and I never actually did any other drugs before. <laughs> that was the first drug I did was acid. <laughs> wow. Which is a jump. Really? Yeah, which is a jump. Um, my boyfriend at the time got it and he wanted me to do it with him. And I was like, no, because I'm smart. <laughs> I'm not doing acid with Ooh. you alone. <laughs> so... I think he was super bummed about that where he gave it to me and my friend. And so we split it and it was like the acid that's on the little piece of paper and it was a little green umbrella. Cause I remember that. Yeah. That, mine was a, mine was on, on paper too. Yeah. Um, and so looks good on paper. Yeah. So we, me and my best friend took it and then we had our third friend there who was not doing drugs to kind of like make sure we were okay. And, Babysitter. You know. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, Things I remember the most is like going to the bathroom and seeing like the, the door breathe. My friend was trying to eat her hand. The door was breathing? Yeah, it was like moving in and out like it was breathing. It was really <laughs> bizarre. And my friend would try and like, was like trying to shove her whole hand in her mouth to eat her hand. And while she was doing that to distract her other friend, I was like playing with like a steak knife. And then she'd come over and try and take the steak knife from me. And then my friend would go back trying to eat her hand. Oh my God. Why did you have a steak night? Your I, babysitter was awful. Yeah, I don't even know. And then we were at like my best friend's house and she lived across the street from mine and we were supposed to be having a sleepover at my house, but we were going to be a bit late because we were trying to get like, I guess, more calm before going back over to my house. So I yeah. had to call my mom to say we were going to be like staying there a bit longer, which is ridiculous because it's right across the street. So I had to like phone her and they had to like write it out for me <laughs> so I could try and speak properly. To be oh, like, no. we are staying a yeah, little you were bit gone. later. Yeah, like... I can see that being crazy on acid. Yeah. By the way, you know you know that breathing thing, that the walls are the, are the, are the door breathing, is actually a very common um, hallucina- hallucination... Hallucination? <laughs> <laughs> hallucination. Hallucination. From... Uh, uh, with, with people uh, for the first time. I know that because a lot of my friends who, who explain acid to me said, said the first time they did it, they saw the walls or the floor breathing... It must affect that part of your brain yeah. that like sees That's like uh, depth perception or something. Yeah, because it was like the bathroom door was just like a whole thing moving in and out. And then, yeah, California dream- Dreaming, like it would only be the second part where they were repeating. So I kept playing it like over and over. No, no, they repeat the, the entire part. song. I know, but I couldn't hear the first part. Oh. I couldn't hear it. I could only hear them repeating. And I'm like, no. So you only heard the part second missing. part of yeah. what they would say? So yeah. It's so like they were, so you would hear this. Like, here's a song playing, like. All the leaves are brown, like that. Yeah, like, like I just couldn't hear the first part. Your brain was lagging, dude. Yeah. It was like your, it was like your bandwidth in your head was off. <laughs> it was so messed your, up. Your so head kept, internet was like lagging. It, like, like a second over behind. and over. I'm like, they're singing. I can't hear them singing. I just kept repeating it. <laughs> and then I just remember like my friend falling asleep. So we did like like the shaving cream. You know, you tickle with the shaving cream. But we didn't how have would shaving. you how would you pull that off? I know. The, the state I don't, you were in. Well, we didn't even have shaving cream. We had like hair mousse. So we used hair mousse, <laughs> and it was super sticky. <laughs> and then she was just getting like super mad and pissed off. That's such a Canadian like like <laughs> I'm so high. Let's do the shaving cream trick. Yeah. So Other people are like, let's put a carrot in his ass. And then I but. remember like the next morning, you know, waking up and like going back to listen to California Dreaming and being able to hear the whole thing again. <laughs> I wasn't high. It wasn't triggering. No, it was just it was crazy. And yeah, your your acid trip is crazier than mine. The second time I did acid, <laughs> I was maybe fifteen, 
and I remember like doing my basement alone, and then I went up to watch TV with my parents. <laughs> Great environment, yeah. <laughs> I, I went to watch uh, TV with my parents, and it was the the X Files episode with the aliens from inner space, where the Greys get kidnapped by the other aliens. I have not seen that one. Oh, it's like. So there's like the normal like gray aliens that you know have in re- like regular pop culture stuff, but people were ge- were getting abducted by the gray aliens, and then real aliens came and abducted the gray aliens, and had the gray aliens in like cages with like humans, and these were like those riders are like fuck it inner of the earth, but it was like blowing my mind <laughs> while I was watching this. Cause I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> That's so funny. And I remember just like questioning stuff, and my dad's just like, just calm down. Like, it's okay. He thought I was just like all from hyped up from ADD and not like stoned out of my mind. Did you know Britt Van Tassel's acid story? No. Oh, it was mushrooms. Um, very similar to what you just said. He did he did mushrooms in um Amsterdam for the first time, and he was like flipping out, and they went back to the, like their uh they went back to like their hostel and they were watching X Files, and he was like hiding behind the couch because it was too fucked up, and then somebody put <laughs> So we put on the Simpsons, and then he was fine because he's like, oh, made him feel like comfortable. I guess like there's a thing with like tripping in another country where you have this whole different realm of anxieties oh, because you're in a fucking another country. Yeah. You know, like that's. And he said like the second he they put on the Simpsons, he was totally fine because he <laughs> felt like he was back in America and. Familiar. But I was like, dude, the X Files plus acid? No, that's yeah. awful. And that's what happened to me. I was like losing my mind. <laughs> like it was just crazy, but yeah. So now it's like every time it's weird when I hear California dreaming now huh. brings me back PTSD. I don't know if I'll ever do it again, to be <laughs> honest, because I, I had my I had my one time. I made my playlist. Um, I just feel like other drugs are better. Like yeah. Molly's way better. Um, like if you're gonna do it recreationally, because let's just be honest here, we're adults. Yes. People, adults do drugs occasionally, yep. even no matter what they are. When I, the one thing I learned in New York when I lived there was that everybody. From fucking politicians to doctors to fucking teachers, they all do drugs re- recreationally. They just they just do them smart. Yeah. Like they do, they pick and choose when to do hard drugs. And of all of them that I've experienced in my life, I felt like Molly was like pretty tits because <laughs> the best one. <laughs> because like you don't have this crazy fucked up come down. You actually just feel like less stressed the next day. I don't know what it is. I was going through a lot of post-traumatic stress because I had so much shit happening to me at once when I was there and I was dealing with my dad's death and I was dealing with finding out that he wasn't my real dad and then like so much shit was happening. And I remember doing Molly and just being like, I don't like after that, I felt like I like buried some of that stuff. And then I came to across a, a, a article saying that the FDA is looking into MDMA, which is Molly as like a therapeutic uh, drug for people with PTSD because yeah. it helps them get, it I helps them that. Uh, relieve that. It like rewires your brain, and mm-hmm. that's the only way I can describe it. Is like you have a night of like just fucking feeling like fucking ugh, like you love everything and you're high as fuck and your jaw's doing this. <laughs> but then the next day, instead of like cocaine, where you just feel like a piece of shit and you're like oh, <laughs> and your sinuses are on fire and you hate yourself and the world and you're depressed and it takes a week to get your dopamine back. With Molly, I was like, I feel okay. You know, like, and I wasn't, it wasn't like Coke where you just wanted to keep doing it and doing it and doing it. You're just like, no, I'm good. I'm good for the night. And like, I'm good for the week. Maybe I'll revisit it. So, um, I don't know why I'm promoting drugs. It's going to get me kicked off Twitch. Mm, I'm not promoting drugs. Uh, if Twitch FBI is watching, I'm just stating that 
um, of the things I've done, Molly was the <laughs> best. <laughs> so, Your watch. I, I guarantee opinion. you, in that mu- like I've never done mushrooms. I'm probably going to try them this year. You know what sucks is I, I, the poor life choices thing I was doing. I was really proud of, and everybody hated. And it was All like right. the first. Bl- it was like the first blow to my morale that, that like fucked me up. I loved with it. The I whole- love listening to the stories. You know, that's why I didn't keep doing it. I, I completed the first season, and then I showed every all my peers, and they were all like, they were like, eh. Like, it's just, it, they all gave me the same thing. Like, it's kind of cocky, and you're kind of, like, boasting. <laughs> and I'm like, but it's literally, like, a autobiography. Yeah. Like, you can't, if somebody writes an autobiography, you can't be like, you're being fucking conceited. It's a fucking autobiography. <laughs> exactly. Like, I wasn't, I always explained how they were bad ideas, but I explained how, like, ridiculous they were. There were so many more I wanted to do, but I just kind of lost the, a lot, and there was just so many problems. <laughs> I tried, like, Brent didn't like any bit of it. Derek was on board, but I could tell that he w- he didn't like the idea of it being, like, a second show. Um, other people I showed it to were like, uh, eh, you know, it just seems weird. Uh, my mom hated it. Uh <laughs> I didn't get enough good feedback on it like I did Life Bites or other projects, you know, and so, like, I just felt like it just died within me, but I still want to do it. I still want to, like, at least re- bring it back somehow because there's so many more stories I need to tell. You could do it on Twitch. I just could. Everything on you Twitch. know, I'm doing this right now, like, <laughs> yeah. this thing with you, and it's opening my eyes to that I should have been doing this the whole time with Life Bites. Yeah, there Because you go. I know, but I'm not going to, I can't. I can't. I can't go back into the podcast world. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's it's rough. And even though we, I, I, I was really, I'm very proud of my show, uh, my mine and Derek's show. You know, like I think it was it, it was good. It was naturally good. It was super fun to do. But I just feel like I've. It's just over. You know, like you, you get. I get to yeah. a point now that I feel like if I continue it, we jump the shark. Yeah. You know. And I just don't. I don't think I can go back to that. Like. You know, I, I we just like we gotta let the we gotta let the title and the brand just end. We gotta let it be the season nine Seinfeld, season nine Office. Just gotta let it go. It was kind of like that with yeah. Box Office Beats, where I loved it. I like loved that more than any of my other podcasts. And I can tell because you always had um, specific like thumbnails with the, with oh, the mascot Bob and like I loved every it single so much. And yeah. like you can the tell whole your effort Instagram was going into that. for like you know all the the Photoshop of everything, and I had the stuffed one that I made that actually hangs out in my studio with me. That's cool. But it was like, again, it was a scheduling thing and, you know, same, probably the same situation where like the other dude just couldn't commit to doing them and then it got to be so long and then he'd be like, oh, you know, we could try and bring an episode back. And I was like, no, like it's gotten to a point where I don't you gotta have passion. You both got to be like back. on, you got to have the same frequency of yeah. passion. That's well, what, that's why Sofa King works. When it gets all to three like, you know, months later, six months later and do another episode, I'm like, no, like. I don't, and then what, like, wait another six months to do another episode? I don't want to do that, like... Yeah, I tried to test the waters with, like, doing seasons, and nobody liked that idea, and I was like, why not? Like, it gives you so much time to not rush content. Mm -hmm. Like, if the key is to have good content, then giving yourself, like, a week deadline, you're not going to have as good content if you have six months to work on something, but you're going to promise to release an entire season, you know? But, um, nobody was on deck for that. Which is okay. I'm not saying my ideas are right. I actually like the feedback. I like I like the fact that people tell me that like we don't like it or we do like it, and that's what I base my decisions off of. Um, 
But, you know, I think uh, right now I just got to go all in on this. I saw this great quote uh, the other day on, 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 on Instagram, and it said, like, I'm brave enough to fail at something new. And I thought, like, that's fucking cool because I have all this anxiety about trying to do this Twitch thing. And I'm like, man, I'm just older. This isn't my game. And then I realized, like, who gives a fuck? Like, yeah, exactly. If I fell out, who cares? I have fun. And my kids can go back and watch this shit when they're older and laugh at me. What you could <laughs> so, do is do your poor life choices stories while you're gaming. Well, when I'm gaming, I, I thought about that, to be honest with you, Mandy. I, I considered that. But it would have to be when I'm not doing speed runs because it takes a <laughs> lot of... When you're doing a speed run and you're trying to break world records, yeah. you have your attention is just so, like, zoned in. <laughs> yeah, and, that's true. But I'd like to. I'm I'm not even joking. I'm kind of kicking around the idea of, of making the poor life choices thing like a Twitch thing. I just like the idea of having like somebody to tell it to. I don't want to just talk by myself. And and Derek's always been a great. He's always been the the best ears you can have in the podcast game as being like somebody to tell a story to. But um, I don't feel like he was really fully on board for that project because it was so me centric that um, I I too as well fe- felt that that wasn't very really fair to him. Yeah. I'm like, hey, let's do this project that's just all about me, you know, and all about my life. And and I thought, like, oh, okay, that's not really – like, he's the one that has the pa- – he has more passion than I do to, to to make shows these days. And, like, why should I, why should he go all in on a show about me? And so <laughs> I uh, I love the guy, though. Uh, he's he's just one of the best people you can have. And if, if you get a chance, you should try to fucking recruit him. He's my avocado um, buddy. <laughs> avocado. I love avocado too, though. We're avocado friends. <laughs> <laughs> Some like secret shit, like. No, we just talk about avocados and send back or... like memes of avocados and anything uh, avocado related. <laughs> you know, I, I, of anybody I know, Derek is the most like Canadian American I've ever met. <laughs> like the guy lives in flannel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's got like such. He's so nice. <laughs> like, he's he's. I don't, I'm suspicious if he actually was born and raised here in Oregon. Well, but it's Oregon's not too kind far of away Canadian. From Canada, right? Yeah, but they're very similar, I think. I don't know. I've never been to Canada, but uh, the people are super nice. It's cold. Everywhere's flannel. Um, <laughs> it's pretty so much that's all BC, I got. Like BC, Washington, Oregon, they're all pretty much the same. Yeah. You didn't have like California. the grunge music <laughs> scene, but. And everything changes once you get to California. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> So you had ah. some crazy story or like thing you wanted to talk about. Some crazy weird yeah, thing. It was going to be an episode of Life Bites. And um, I just feel like I've just completely dropped the ball on Life Bites episodes. But um, yeah, so this whole, this I really wanted to talk about this because I'm a big fan of, um, of as, as most people who listen to the show or, or may know me, I, I love, um, short horror stories that's like my favorite thing one of my favorite things um i'm a big fan of like compilations you know i'm a big fan of stephen king's like short story compilations Those are so good i'm a big fan of like low low to high budget like horror compilations like vhs um big huge fan of like uh, found footage films because i i I accept that they're supposed to be kind of shitty um but what ended up happening was i i frequent reddit a lot and I stumbled, absolutely stumbled across this thing called the Claver House emails. And um, I don't know if it's Claver House or Claver House. I'm going to say Claver because there's no U. So um, so what this is is uh, apparently, 
and according to the person who made this, and you know, there's it could, it could very well just be a part of the fiction, and if it is, it's totally fine because that doesn't break the immersion. But um, the the Claverhouse emails is somebody went on Reddit and created an account called Claverhouse emails, and their whole story is that um, somebody was making these short stories and that they were really well written and great, but they um they didn't like this person who's representing this uh this Reddit uh, redditor screen name Claverhouse emails says that somebody just emailed him these stories and said that they're done writing and they don't want to write anymore they don't want to like this is it so they sent all of it to him and he's like he doesn't know who the hell they are and then he would release them on reddit and i read these stories and they're fucking phenomenal like there's they're they're like stephen king quality short story i think i mean maybe not that that high but they're they're good and and what makes this even more interesting is that like this whole creepy pasta situation that's going on with this person saying like this guy sent me this email and yada yada it's not popular like some of his stuff has fucking two upvotes like there's nobody knows about this like the most karma this person has and karma is how you judge on reddit like how much like uh visibility somebody's getting because karma is kind of like upvotes and 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 and, um uh what's the word i'm looking for uh like interaction engagement Yeah. yeah engagement kind of engagement points uh they only have 1400 i have 19,000 on my reddit so that should give you an idea of how nobody knows about this and so that he would release these stories occasionally that this other person wrote and then he made a website and if you go to it it's down it doesn't even exist anymore (laughs) but um i'm not gonna sit here and read one but i do know that some people went out of their way to uh to go on youtube and and do like readings of the short stories oh, wow. and like re- they did really good job. Uh, I think the best story and it's very like right now because it's very appropriate for the for the season. There's a story called Snow, and um, it's it was like the first thing I read. Phenomenal, phenomenal. And what I really love about these short stories is that they have these Shyamalan twist endings, you know, nice. in that kind of sense, where like you don't see the ending coming. And it's not too ridiculous, and it's not too, like, oh, just hurry up, finish the story, and make it scary or any of that. But um, Snow, it was a great starting point. And if you actually go on YouTube, um, if if anybody's interested, if you go on YouTube and you put in the Claverhouse emails Snow, there's a reading done by um, another podcast. I got, I'll look it up right now, but everything's running slowly because I'm, <laughs> I'm streaming. But, um, yeah, my, I don't know why I didn't use my phone because I'm an idiot. One second. Yeah, so I'll, uh, I'll pull it up because uh, another podcast did a reading of it, and I think it's like a pretty prominent podcast. But uh, Claver House emails. So there's a whole channel. It's actually more popular on YouTube than it is on... Yeah, there it is. So, um, yeah, it's called Snow, and they do a, they do a phenomenal reading. Um, the channel's called Maple Creepy. <laughs> Just... This video on YouTube of somebody narrating the story has more attention than the entire Reddit <laughs> on this. Like, oh, wow. It's crazy. But um, And there's tons of these. There's uh, The stories, there's like The Accident, Monsters, Echoes, White Room, Stillwaters. There's so much cool content. And if, if anybody's a big fan of that, you can actually uh, either read them. You can go on Reddit and put in the Claverhouse uh, emails. It's all one word. 
or you can go on YouTube and people actually do readings of them. And but still, it's not very popular. Like, hmm. I don't think I didn't know anything about it. Never heard of it. I was blown away because of the one of the, <laughs> I'm so fucked in the head. I like like before I go to bed, I like to read scary shit, <laughs> and I wonder why I have night terrors and like sleepwalk <laughs> and sleep paralysis. But I go to sleep yeah. with Dateline on. <laughs> Yeah, old Dayline. What if it's about Dayline like to sleep? <laughs> what if what if it's like like what if the episode's about about like like them like oil change uh, scams and you're like <laughs> oh, let's have nightmares. No, it's usually like but, yeah. all the, the true crime ones. I use that to sleep. <laughs> you should everybody should check out Snow. It's so good. The 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 story, the story is so good, and I did not. I'm pretty good at seeing things coming because I just have that mind of like watching so many horror movies. Yeah. And I know like where a twist is and try to guess it. Man, they they blindside me on these stories though, and they're great. They 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 only take like ten minutes to read at the most, or if you want to like just throw on a reading of them from from YouTube, I highly recommend it. And they're they're creepy. They're not that kind of creepy where you're like scared. It's that kind of creepy that like after it, you just, it just fucks with you a little bit. You just keep thinking about it. You keep thinking like how fucked up that situation is. <laughs> you know, you're not physically thinking somebody's gonna bust through your window or your closet and knife you. You're just like, oh man, that. Ugh, it gives you like the fucking an awful feeling of like, God, that would be such a bad scenario. That's pretty cool. But yeah, check it out. That was a the Claver House emails. That was going to be an episode, but it was going to be a good one too. But I just can't get my shit together these days on podcasts. <laughs> yeah, that that was. Uh, but we do actually have a recorded as far as Life Bites is concerned. Um, we do have a last episode recorded. Uh, Derek is unaware that it's the last episode, but <laughs> and it's a good one. It's a good one. We did a good job on it. It's got a lot of good um, examples. It's got a great debate within it, nice. and I think it's a good. Uh, it's it's a good way to just you know end it off. Give it a Viking funeral. So, <laughs> well, speaking of but, like short stuff, I uh, I judged a whole bunch of short films for local horror film fest this year. I'd love to do that. It was pretty awesome. There was, it's, it was the third year, I think, and Little Geek Loss was the sponsor of it. And I was supposed to pay for an ad, but I never did. So I guess I got free sponsorship of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he never asked me for money, so I was like, okay. Um, but I, I would get That's them so on. That's so Canadian. Yeah. I'd get them on the sponsor us? Yeah, how much? Yeah, it's free. Yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> the website's called like Film Freeway, and I guess other, like, makers like of movies or whatever can put them up and then uh, submit them to different film festivals so every you know a couple weeks they'd be like oh here's another you know 10 15 to judge and those are super all, fun yeah there were some that were like two minutes some that were like 20 minutes long the ones that i love the best there was this really cool claymation when i found it before i think it's called hammer down and i have to look for it again but it's all claymation and it's like two guys in hazmat suits driving a big truck picking up like zombie parts and like just yeah. gathering them up and it was just so well done and then there was another one that was um animated like it looked like a pixar movie and it is some hikers like accidentally killed a gopher so then all the other gophers come to like attack them and kidnap them and they're all murdering them god these 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 like this film festival sounds like there's like high production value there was a lot of like, them ours here really is good. like dog shit bad they just film it at like a bar and they make everything up these are these are from like all over the world. Like there was this weird Italian one that was That's all in awesome. subtitles, and a lot of ones from the states. And I think there was a couple from Sweden or something. Like it was really good. It, it was three days, I think. Yeah, Friday night, and then like That's all cool Saturday. That's cool that you got to you got to judge that. Yeah, I got to like judge a whole bunch. So I'd pick like I'd give them like ratings on all the different categories. So it'd be like 
audio and direction and story and you know all of that production value and then recommend it for the film festival and a couple of the ones i recommended actually made it into the actual festival so oh that's fun. awesome yeah cool to check nice that out too, just to watch like all the the shorts because it's like you get the break from like you know the big two and a half hour long production you know super movies that just have like a nice movie and you see that like the heart that people put into it I've always been a fan of the underground, you know, like, and I've yeah. always been a fan of, like, low budget and working. It's the, um, it's, I call it the haiku style, where you have, like, minimal amount of resources to make something brilliant. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like true art always comes out of that. As you can tell with any of the greatest directors, almost all of their stories about them making that first big movie had to deal with them not having enough money or resources and then yeah. just finding ways. Like Star Wars, Pulp oh, Fiction, yeah. you know, like uh, all these, uh, even 28 Days Later. Like that didn't, that movie is incredible for the I budget they had. Movie. They filmed that on like 28 prosumer mm-hmm. cameras. And if you don't know what a prosumer camera is, it's called a prosumer because it's a professional camera that's <laughs> cheap enough for a consumer to buy. And... That's just crazy. I didn't even know that until years later that they filmed that movie on a bunch of like thousand dollar cameras. Like they didn't have these like twenty thousand dollar cameras, and yeah. but they bought twenty eight of them. <laughs> uh, not twenty eight. I'm sorry. I don't know how many they bought. I think twenty eight <laughs> just came up because of the movie. It's named that, but yeah, it's just crazy. Like people forget that with money and fame comes laziness. Yeah. Because you lose that drive to to be the best because you like made your money or you're secure. It's that insecurity that makes you fucking, like, fight. There's for... this really good documentary on Netflix called Raiders, and it's, like, the greatest fan film ever made. And it's really? a story about... It should be on American one, too. It's on Canadian Netflix, at least. And it's <laughs> the kids no that idea. were um, from ages, like, 11 to 18. They spent every summer filming Raiders of the Lost Ark shot for Oh, I did I do know about that. Yeah. The shot for shot remake, right? Yeah. And it was so yeah. good. And then like the the movie like that's on Netflix about them just trying to get the last money together from the last scene with the helicopter. Don't they film it plane. but like years later? Like yeah. they finish it? Yeah. Yeah. Because they're like adults and they finally got the money to finish it and film the plane scene. And then it ended up Eli Roth found the tape. Like Underground found the tape and was like passing out to people and it got played at this festival. I'm like that's Eli a good Roth example finds your shit. Like that's yeah. amazing. Eli Roth is a great example of of a, of a director who also had like not much to work with and yeah. made Cabin Fever. Yeah. And so like, and so like, and and I mean, that, uh, by all means, that wasn't his first film, but that was his first. Like that was the one I put him in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. And he had like just a lot of. Wasn't the dude from Boy Meets World starring yeah, in that? Strong. Yeah. I remember he was Corey, right? From uh, Boy Meets Sean. World. Sean. Sean. I had a huge Not Corey. Crush on Corey's him. the main character. <laughs> Been a while. All right. That was like Boy Meets World. Like those kind of shows are <laughs> things I'm not very nostalgic about because I feel creepy watching those as like a <laughs> mid 30s male. Like, yeah. like. So. Speaking of nostalgia, I watched "Won't You Be My Neighbor," the one about. Oh, Rogers. I've yet to see it. I've oh, yet to see it. So good. It was like. I hear it's phenomenal. It's so crazy to watch and see that like. Someone is just like that good and that pure, and it just makes you want to be good. Well, <laughs> it's they pick like Tom the... Hanks. Like, who could be better for that? Well, that's, my son. That's 
This My was, son loves Tom Hanks, and he doesn't even know who he is just because of Woody from Toy Story. So well, there's that's the the new one that came out, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, where it's like Tom Hanks playing him. The one. Oh wait, wait, wait. So wait, you're talking about neighbor. the documentary? Yeah, the documentary with like. Fred I have not Rogers seen himself. that. It's so yeah. good. It. I gotta see that. It made me want like. Well, it's funny we were watching it, and my husband's like, "Oh, I'd like to do a you know a show on like good people," and he was like, "Oh, we could call it Chasing Good and just profiles of you know people who are good like him and Bob Ross and Steve Irwin." And I was like, "Why don't we do a podcast?" And he was like, "No, I don't want to do a podcast." I was like, "That's so funny you. when um, he wants to like." <laughs> it's like affecting him. It's like the whole the whole like being um being good is like yeah. affecting him so much after the after the credits roll he's like we should recycle yeah he's like he's like we should do a tv show and i was like we could do a podcast and he's like no and a tv like, show yeah i was like okay fine then i started thinking like oh that'd be a good idea for a podcast yeah. to do oh, funny but yeah like well, it, it was just i don't know it was so hard to watch that and not be like moved by it it was crazy like i bet you that thing that movie that that documentary is like a sociopath test like Probably. set somebody down and be like how do you feel about this movie at the end of it and they're like it was sucked you're like you're fucking sociopath yeah, yeah. so well everyone yeah, I, I get, to, I get they wrecked. were like they were like it's starting to well up with tears at the end and it's not even that it's sad it's just like overwhelming it's just goodness. so fucking sweet yeah, yeah. like it the best part was it was like 1968 height of like the la riots and or even not the la riots but like around that time and it was when they still had um segregated swimming pools Mm-hmm. And they had the officer on the show that was black and Mr. Rogers was sitting there and he's like cooling his feet off in a swimming pool and asks the officer to come and join him. So then he takes off his shoes and they both have their feet in the swimming pool together and their like feet are touching and sharing this water in this pool while, you know, just down the road, there are segregated swimming pools. Like, yeah, it was just insane. And then they had, they were explaining like what assassination meant to kids after Robert Kennedy got assassinated. Right, right. And trying to explain like, you know, you shouldn't be scared and stuff like just how powerful that was for children. It was crazy to see like, Oh, well he was, a, um, he was a saint, you know, like it's, it's, it's something about that man. He was just special. He was put on this, he was put in this world to, um, to kind of remind everybody that it's not as shitty. Yeah. As it really is. You know, it is shitty. We don't have a Mr. Rogers right now. We just have a bunch of people trying to make money off YouTube. And, and that was the other thing I was talking about, too. Or it's like, there is no one like that anymore. Like, since Steve Irwin died. No. You don't have that, like, just pure good person in the world. I'm sure they are out there. But they're just being overwhelmed with Kardashian bullshit. Yeah. And, like, and people who are just hungry for attention. Mm-hmm. And, and really, if you're going to be that person, you, you don't even know you're that person. You're just naturally that way. And you somehow make it into the media's eye. Yeah, and that's what makes you, you know, become that. But boy, this is—we've <laughs> went from like slasher, Mister Rogers. That's funny. I do have to. I do. I hate to admit it though, but I do have to start my uh, Monopoly stream soon because I promise I got to stick to my schedule. I'm trying. I'm trying, Mandy, <laughs> to be so much better with my schedules and my and my my promises. Well, go into 2020 with that. <laughs> yes. So my um yeah my 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 2020 goal is to just become an affiliate with Twitch. That's my goal. So it's not a very hard goal, but I mean, it, it may be hard, but uh, when you become an affiliate, people are able to like subscribe to your channel and you get like, it, it, I'm close to it already, but I don't have enough followers and I don't have enough live viewers. Mm. And that's where my discrepancy is. And I kind of like how Twitch holds you to those, to those like standards. Like they're like, okay, well yeah, you can stream every day and you can be consistent. 
But if people aren't watching your stuff, we're not going to make you an affiliate. And so it like pushes you to like find ways to get people to watch. Yeah. And so that's my goal. I give myself a year. I'm slowed everything down in my life because I need to. I had to give up. Um, I had to give up the idea of like being a big, huge podcaster. And then I think that when I first started doing Life Bites, I enjoyed it because I wasn't trying to be Sofa King. I wasn't. I wasn't trying to be famous, have a following. And as time went on. And I went to a fucking Sofa King meetup in, in New York because I was living there. And they have all these people talk about Brent <laughs> and like they've known him forever. And like <laughs> they've only known him for it, which is fine. Like I'm not, I'm not knocking them, but they know them, the like, idea had, of him. They had that endearment through his show, mm-hmm. but they didn't like remember like doing pools with him and cleaning yeah. pools and like, you know, and like, and, and then I realized that I was like, I got absorbed with wanting to be famous and I lost the heart of why I made the show to begin with is that the passion wasn't there. It was, I was wanting to be big and, and that's when I think really what, when it started going downhill was when it, it, it became something that was no longer, I tried my best to, to, to maintain the consistency of the type of show and the, the banter and the topics, but deep in me, I knew that my goals have changed from making this cool ass podcast about scary, crazy shit to wanting the fans that they had and wanting the, um, the, the patrons they had and wanting the income. And that's when I realized that I was wrong. I realized that like a couple months ago that I was like, no, this is why this is all fucking came out uh, like a part of the seams <laughs> was I didn't, I took the passion out of it and that's on me, you know, like yeah. that's, that's on me for, for causing the implosion of, of the show. Because I can tell you, it tried it. It tried its best to stay alive, and <laughs> and I I really appreciate that. Like everybody put effort in that, but uh, it fell on me to kind of have to let it go. Because you know, me and Derek started it. Um, I think I think instead of just quitting everything media wise, I can't do that. I'm a, I'm an editor by heart. I love to edit. I think that like uh, transitioning into having a Twitch channel and and trying to trying that is is better because. Instead of me trying to constantly um, like try to get l- listeners and viewing my downloads, say I'm doing speed runs of NES, I'm trying to break world records. That means a lot to me, yeah. you know. Like even if nobody watches it, so if I spend three hours on Twitch trying to be number one at Monopoly on NES, and I do achieve it, I could give a fuck if nobody watched because I'm now the world record holder in this, and that's a big deal to a lot of people. They don't even know who I am, but they'll know who the fuck I am when it gets uploaded on like the the official site which by the way i'm, I'm number four um <laughs> and so and people talk about that on their channels i come i, I watch a lot of people's streams and they're like oh this is the monopoly guy this is the monopoly guy they give me like my own like um it's so crazy it's so endearing and they're like this is the monopoly guy and i'm like i didn't even ask them to say that they just they're just speed runners they know and i thought like okay so if i spend three hours trying to speed run and i get it it's not like i spent three hours playing fortnite and I got zero viewers, and I fucking wasted my time. Yeah. Or, like, I'm trying to hold on to my podcast. It's I'm not helping it grow. I'm not doing anything to engage. I'm wasting my fucking time. But if I'm doing something that, like, kind of incorporates both my hobbies and and uh, if I if I get a fan base out of it, that's that's cool, too. Like, uh, but it's not a complete waste of time to me. And I feel with Life Bites, I was, it was becoming a chore because I was really scraping the barrel for, for content. Well, when it and Derek to, started to like researching like that, content, <laughs> and, and he was doing great, you know. And like, 
I don't want him. I don't want him to lose that um, tenacity and that and that uh, drive uh, because I have, you know. So, anyways, yeah. So this is this is <laughs> it's been an not a bummer. Show. <laughs> yeah, not a bummer at all. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, again, I do have to get to streaming and dinner, but. Where can and there's probably more you want to talk about. No, it's, we can re- it's good. We can do another part too if you want. Um, I'm just on this crazy streak fucking schedule. <laughs> That's right. fine. So again, where where can people find that if they're listening to my show and not watching on Twitch? Find uh, the stream. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's very easy. You just go to Twitch uh, TV. Um, you can look me up. My name is Charlie Coleslaw on there. That's my moniker. Um, I believe it's uh, it's not one word, but there's like an underscore. I don't, it's not very case sensitive, but I hope I pop up. Matter of fact, I'm gonna test the waters right now. Put Charlie Charlie Cole Slaw Twitch just in Google and see if it pops up. Um, probably won't because I mean I have like nobody cares. Um, but yeah, it definitely didn't. But you can definitely go in the uh, maybe in the the Twitch search function. I don't know. Put in Charlie Cole slash to pop up. We picture me looking like easy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, if people want to watch me do things, I, I I do like to talk to everybody and and chat and have fun. So it's just it's just for fun. It's my kind of social outlet. I work from home. I'm in this house like more than a lot of people you you probably know. I work you know forty fifty hour. Uh, hours a week sometimes 60 right now 60 because of, of the holidays but in this room that i'm in right now and i'm home like majority of the time and it's i need an outlet i'm such an extrovert <laughs> i'm such i'm so social and i think that this is providing it and this is why i kind of want to go all in on it because it's providing me with that with that social life that i i had to give up becoming a father which is okay but it's cool because i mean it's at first, I thought Twitch was fucking stupid. I'm like, who the fuck wants to watch people play games? <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck's going to pay people to play games? And then I got it. I was like, this is like a community. This is like people being able to hang out with each other when they can't and having inside jokes and having like fun moments that they can actually revisit and watch. And so I get it now. And so that's, uh, that's my drive now. So, yes. I just, you asked me, like, what sh- what's my Twitch channel? And I swear to God, I talked for 20 minutes. <laughs> No, so, I'm good, sorry. Though. That's good. I mean, yeah. Because then people can can check it out and. And you should too. I'm gonna put. You know, obviously, we're we're cross promoting. Mm-hmm. Here's the famous uh, gold chain that I wear when I play NES. <laughs> I don't know why. I just was like, okay, I'm gonna wear a gold chain every time. <laughs> um, when you see me wearing that, just know that I'm doing speed runs. Nice. Or playing Tony Hawk. So. <laughs> wish me good luck. And my Tony Hawk stream is cool because I actually went in and edited the uh, ISO, and it has a custom soundtrack that I put in. Oh, nice. So, not that like it needed it. It's got the best soundtrack in the fucking world. Yeah, that's pretty yes. great. Check that out. Anybody on my Twitch, uh, uh, the, the 30 whatever people that follow me on Twitch, check out the podcast. You can find, um, or Little Geek Lost. You can find it at littlegeeklost.com. Uh, latest episode is called... Project Bluebeam. Yeah, and it has a lot of. It has an interesting screenshot. <laughs> but yeah, I had to make that because there was no actual images that would fit. <laughs> so I snuck <laughs> hey, the flying spaghetti cool. monster in there. <laughs> the flying hey ramen. 
So, yeah, <laughs> yeah check it out. It's episode uh, 3-23, which I assume is season 3-23. Yes. And uh, I believe that's available on iTunes and Stitcher and all Yeah, areas. Google Podcasts. And you're still on Podbelly, yeah. Yep, I am on Podbelly. Podbelly is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I mean, Brent's probably livid with me about the whole Podbelly thing, but uh, to be completely <laughs> fair, I didn't ask to be on it. I love it. Um, Derek set that up when I wasn't in the show, and I came back, and I just feel like I'm just disappointing everybody right and left, and I don't mean to. Podbelly's awesome. I think it's a fucking awesome idea. I think that the um, the family of shows that are on there are incredible, and, and there's no way anybody would be bored with the uh, just the variety of things that are on there, including Little Geek Lost and Podcast. Yeah. And I guess uh, Life Bites Up Life Until bites. 2020. <laughs> yeah. So, who knows? I do appreciate you letting me on the show. Yeah, thanks um, for being on finally. Took six months, but <laughs> a good way to end it. the year. I said you'd I was be the booked. season finale. I was sleeping to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I apologize for that. I really, I've really been trying my best to be better at this, and this is like one of the one of the things I'm working on is is, is my punctuality, and then like making sure that I show up and being serious and giving it my all. So <laughs> I appreciate you giving me all these shots. Yeah. Just like Derek has. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for being on, especially for the season finale. So. Going into 2020 yeah. on the upswing. It's been awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for being the last podcast show I'm on. <laughs> well, that's a great way to end my season, too. <laughs> <laughs> the last podcast you do. Ever. Yes. Thank you so much, and we will see you next time. I don't know. What's your, <laughs> what's your out? Thanks for listening to the podcast. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast apps. Just look for the podcast. And as well, the Podbelly Network. Check them out at podbelly.com on the internet for all your podcast needs and wants. And you can find my shop at shop.littlegeekloss.com with all my fun t-shirts as well as everything else, you know, for me at littlegeekloss.com on the internet. Check that out as well.